We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How critical uh, to your plans is Johan Rojas in that if he would struggle, uh, despite not win a job, you seem to be really thin in the outfield. Well, again, there's a whole bunch of people out there that are free agents, so um, we'll tackle that when we get to it. But um, this kid's done a lot of work in the offseason, a lot of work in the weight room, and he's done a lot of work with uh, Kevin Long on on swing mechanics, staying back, not jumping at the ball, let the ball travel uh, so he can see a little bit longer and react um, efficiently. So um, right now he looks really good, and we'll see how it plays out. That's your guy, Hugh, Johan Rojas. Yep, Welcome back. They're hoping they're hoping and praying that he's a little bit more productive at the plate. But Topper also did say there's a whole bunch of free agents out there. That was yeah. interesting. You I know mean, that, that's one position I feel like that, that if his bat doesn't improve, that they can go out and get somebody. Well, they're, they might be forced to. I mean, like, it's, it's, they'll have no choice. And they don't have much depth. Like, they don't have a young outfielder at AAA. It was him, right? Rojas was this guy last year. They don't really have a guy that's ready to come up and help them in the outfield. So... If he if he struggles, yeah, they're gonna have to get some. Can we hear it again? Just that part about the free agents was interesting because he's right. It's just, efficiency. It's kind of interesting. He brought that up yesterday. Well, again, there's a whole bunch of people out there that are free agents. So that makes me wonder if Topper knows something that they're about to sign someone, and it doesn't have to be Cody Bellinger. It could be more of like a, a, a utility, player, yeah, yeah, a, another option, right? There's mm-hmm. some because the, he was. It's kind of odd they just threw that in and then praised Rojas for what he's done. I wonder if they also want him to earn this spot. They're not well, just going to give I, I it to think, him. I think when I hear that, that's exactly what I'm thinking, Joe. I mean, you, you're telling the guy, hey, listen, this is your job to lose. Like, you could do everything. Like, that. that's putting a little bit of pressure on him because I'm pretty sure his last thought from, from last year was the fact that the bat was on his shoulder in a time where they needed him to come up and step up and, and be, you know, be a, a factor, and he wasn't. So, yeah, and you just tell the guy, hey, listen, this is your job to lose. And if it fit, and, and just be honest and forthcoming with him. Like, you, you are the starter going into the season. And if you show me, because you know defense, we know what he can do defensively. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but if you show improvement at the plate, then, yeah, it's your job. It, bottom line, that's what it is. Yeah, I think, look, the Phillies clearly want Johan Rojas to yeah, be the good, center yeah. fielder. A couple things. One, he's great defensively. They don't have many of those guys. Right? It's not a great defensive team. He's, he's electric out there. And – He's cheap. He's young and cheap. Yeah. That helps to have, you know, if you could if you could fill in three or four young and cheap guys on an expensive roster, it makes a world of difference. It's why Sot and Bulmer are important. It's why you know, Ranger Suarez has been important. It's why eventually Andrew Painter could be really important. They want him to be that guy. But I that was interesting there from uh, from Topper. 215-592-949. We'll get back to the phones here in a second. But Hugh, why don't we give people a third clue for Hugh's clues today? What are we you have? ready for this third clue? I am ready. I think the people need it. This this actor dated a famous Hollywood actress. All right, so we have uh, first clue, <laughs> former teen heartthrob. Yes. Second clue, you giving is, them all together. Yeah, yeah, they they starred in a late two thousands. What'd you call it? It was a popular film saga in the late two okay. thousands. And then the third clue is they dated a famous Hollywood actress. Yeah. It all depends on what you consider famous, though, because now that I think about it, she was all right. She was. Or what would you call her? A B level, C level actress? I mean, I didn't think. I mean, you know. But then again, I'm not. In, in the know in Hollywood like that, but she's all right. C level? 
B, maybe B. Yeah, that's better than all uh, right. B minus? Uh, uh, I guess. All right, B minus level. B minus. All right, this the former heartthrob dated at some sort of C or, or B level. So dated uh, down, you're saying, because this was a, heart, a heartthrob. <laughs> no, you said that. Well, you're right. If he's a heartthrob yeah. and she's B or I C, guess she, I guess, implied. you know what? I'll take that back because at the time, I guess when they dated, she was a heartthrob. Oh, too. she was a big deal. Yeah, oh, she so was a big deal. Heartthrob, heartthrob. Yeah, yeah. Okay. At the time, yeah, I take that back. Okay. Just so we're all clear on the clues here. All right, 215 yeah, 592. I'm trying to help y'all out. 94. I just had an idea, by the way. It's just, you know, we know how we have Hughes Crew during the football season. Yes. We bring on former NFL players. I need to, we need to create a Hughes Crew t shirt, but it's current young players in Philadelphia. Is that right? Maxi, Johan Rojas, Keely Ringo. Those are Hughes Crew right now. In yeah, I like the young cats, man. Yeah. Let the young Thundercats play, man. You got to make it a crew. I just want to say I, oh, I, I got see, a Tyrese Maxey jersey for my son before he became an All Star. I just want to say that because I'm pretty sure his jersey sales had oh, went through, through the, roof. the roof. Yeah, yeah, but I was I was one of the first. Do we want to put a fourth player on there, or because is this a crew four people, or is it is three a crew? Three is three. Three is considered a crew. I, would, right. I would think. I'm yeah. going to see if we could get someone to make this T-shirt. A T-shirt for Hugh. It says Hughes Crew on it. It's got Johan Rojas. It's got Keely Ringo. It's got Tyrese Max. Yeah, let the young guys. Play. Those are your guys. Let the, the young guys play. Let's talk to Walt in Allentown. We're letting Walt play. Walt. What's up, Walt? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? What's going on? Good, man? Walt. What's up today, buddy? Uh, not too much. First of all, Hugh mentioned how cold he was before. I, I, the coldest I ever was, Hugh, was when I came and I watched you in the NFC Championship game beating the Falcons. It oh, was, it was cold that day. It was cold. That was a cold. And I was young and dumb, and I wore steel toe boots because they were the only boots I had. Ooh. And I swear, I almost lost my toes. It was, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't feel it much until after the game because of y'all. So thank you for that memory. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. The adrenaline kept you through. Yeah, I just I just pulled up the uh, the, the day on Pro Football Reference, Walt. It was 17 degrees with 26 mile an hour winds. It was cold oh, yeah. that day. Yeah, it was cold. It had snowed about 10 inches the day before, yep. and we were we were tailgating next to the Wells Fargo Center. It was basically snowing all over again because everything that was on top of the center was just blowing down on us. So yeah, that was a, that was some bad decisions. That was a cold day, but yeah. it was worth it and a formative memory. So appreciate you for that. No, no problem. No problem. Um, so for the Phillies, I think the thing that worries me the most is the same issue has plagued them for two straight postseasons, not being able to manufacture runs in the biggest moments. Right. So in, in 22 in the World Series, we're up three games. Or, uh, uh, you know, we're, you know, we had the chance to go up three games and we get no hit, right? So we, you know, that that's a problem. You can't manufacture runs if you can't hit the ball. And when the power goes, you got, you, you know, you're not relying on anything other than hitting the ball. Mm-hmm. And the, the following year, the same exact thing, right? We're in the catbird seat, we're ready to go to the World Series, and then the power goes away and we can't manufacture runs. So for me, uh, sure, they could make the World Series. And they could win the World Series, but it, it's a coin flip at this point. I, I don't think it's proper to say expectations because they need to figure out roster construction in a way that lets them manufacture runs. Yeah, That's well, it's a I flaw. Think. Now, it is a flaw, and it gets exposed in the postseason, right? The deeper you go, the better pitching you saw. The, di- the Diamondbacks clearly. Makes it worse, yeah, no the, doubt. the Diamondbacks clearly saw it. Like, if you throw the ball outside the zone to Castellanos and Turner, they're a little just, bit of chasing. Yeah, they're just going to swing. And, and they used 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. And I, that's it, like asking a cheetah not to chase a gazelle. <laughs> I mean, these guys have been doing it their whole lives. They're not. They're not going to change it now. You, you gotta. You gotta construct the lineup in a way that those guys that are going to do that are still going to do it, and it's not going to crush you. Totally. And they're super streaky, right? That's why in August they were the best team in no baseball. Doubt. The first two weeks of the playoffs, they were unstoppable. And then when they go into a cold streak, yeah. And Walt, I was at that World Series game when they got no hit. That I was behind the. Oh. I was behind the Astros family section. If it was, that it hurt. was hell. It, oh, it was the worst. Walt, <laughs> give us a, a guess here for Hughes Clues. I, 
I think I have this, and, and I, I could be wrong, but I think I think you recently watched the Batman, and I think it's Robert Pattinson. Got it. Hey, yeah. good job, Paul. Had no, you had me a little nervous. Believe it or not, I had that. I had that on the second clue. I just been on hold for a while. Well, you so. know what, no, Walt? Good job. No, Walt. You know what's funny? It wasn't. I didn't watch Batman. Uh-oh. I watched High Life, and he was in uh, High okay. Life. I I watched that Batman. I think I recommended yeah. it to you. And 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 High Life is super. Like you, I, I don't know if you watched Saltburn, but no, High Life is super weird. But I only watched it because Andre 3000 was in it, and I wanted to see him. Him was acting. he good in it? Was he good? Fair he enough. didn't really. He didn't really have that many that many lines okay. in the movie. I just wanted to see him acting yeah. because I know he left Outcast to act, so I wanted to see it because of him. And and Robert Pattinson <laughs> was the star. Nice. And he was he was weird. Yeah, I bet he was. Well, good job, man. You won a four pack of tickets to the Atlantic City Boat Show in partnership with Progressive Insurance at the Atlantic City Convention Center, February 28th through March 3rd. More information to tickets acboatshow.com. He was also in Harry Potter. And you guys weren't big Harry Potter fans. You actually, you said, what did you say in the meeting that you, you fell, I fell asleep? asleep the first time I saw Harry Potter? So, so you know who also fell asleep during uh, Harry Potter? Who's that? The guy we just had on our show last segment, Howard Eskin. Mm. I was caught in the middle of a beef with literally Howard Eskin and Harry Potter a few years ago. Is that right? Yeah, because Harry Potter went on, I guess, some YouTube video and was reading bad tweets. He was ripping out. And Howard popped up. And Howard was not happy that, one, I guess he didn't really know who he was. You mean the, the actor that played Harry Potter? Yes, yeah, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Howard Eskin. Called Eastkin. him Howard Eskin. And yeah, uh, Howard bad. didn't go for that. So Howard led that an assault. That is pretty bad. That is pretty bad. If you Google Howard Eskin, Harry Potter, the first thing that comes up is Howard Eskin calls Harry Potter a moron. Yeah, speaking of Howard, apparently he ran right over to Topper's office after our conversation and told Topper, I didn't think the Phillies were better last year and had Topper to react to that. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. No, but of course Topper's, I, I didn't watch it yet. I haven't had a chance to see it. But I, I'm sure Topper's going to say his team is better than last year. I agree. But deep down, Topper knows they're not. No. They're the same <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, deep down. Well, he's not going to tell us. Yeah, <laughs> we're exactly the same. So you don't think he believes in his heart, his, uh, heart of hearts? Well, I think he believes that his team is better. they can be better. Yes. But he knows right now their roster isn't. I feel like better. Topper's a very secure guy. Like, he wouldn't, like, if you he were on Twitter. Just to be saying it. He wouldn't block you like Darius Slay did. No. Topper. I, no. I like Topper. Topper wouldn't run from it. I'm, I'm a Topper guy. I, I was early to say you should give him a contract. He's the full-time manager. Topper's good. But we'll see if he's good enough to win the World Series. Walt in out. Uh, excuse me. Walt well, well, literally just won the prize. Walt, you won. Well, he was, at the top, he was at the top of the board. And I was like, Walt. And I realized that Mike is up next. What's up, Mike? Mike. Hello. <laughs> Mike, Hello. What's, what's up, Mike? This is the first time I'm a little nervous. Oh, don't be nervous, Mike. We don't bite. You, you'll make the show better. People, people want to hear you. What, what are you thinking, Mike? It's not, I'll crush you back I have, here. I have, I have two opinions I'd like to get Hugh's, uh, his opinion on it. Remember two years ago, didn't Jalen go to the West Coast to one of those quarterback gurus? I don't know if it was Tom House or somebody else. Then he had the big year, the Super Bowl year. I think I he did. Recollect. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. And I don't, I don't recollect him going last year. No, he didn't have the time because he was, he was working on his brand. And I think, like, like I, I remember hearing stories about the fact that there, there, there was a little bit of um, time constraints as far as his workouts were concerned because he was so busy working on his brand. Yeah, Mike, it was Tom House who was uh, famously former Tom Brady's former quarterback coach in the offseason. And I also had a thought. You, you talk about Hughes Thundercats. I really like Joe, Rex, and uh, – Keely. Yeah, the, the young cast, the, the young, young corners. corners. Yes. I don't know if you remember. This is, I'm going back a ways. Remember when uh, Daryl Revis was the best cornerback in football? Revis Island, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, 60 Minutes had a, a thing about him on there where he went 
as be, and being the best quarterback in football, he went to some uh, cornerback guy every year in the offseason. He spent a week there. And they went over, like, every play he had during that past year. They did drills. Next day, they'd go over more plays. They did drills. And he'd spend a whole week the whole year. I mean, uh, every year. I was wondering if, if our guys ever do anything like that. I'm pretty sure they're getting ready for the season now. I'm not sure. You're talking about the young guys, correct? Yeah, correct. I think I think they could benefit a lot by something like that. I'm pretty sure that uh, I would think that with Coach Fangio taking over, and I'm pretty sure that there has been a time where he's called most of the guys that he feels is going to be on the defense and just tell them to get ready for the season. So, yeah, that's something that potentially is it could possibly happen for the young cats. Yeah, and Mike, the Eagles need one of them to emerge. I mean, it'd be great if all three became really good players, but you just kind of think about this roster. They, they really could use at least one. Like, if one of those guys becomes a, a good starter for the next couple of years, it could change this whole defense. Well, what I like about Lee, they're not afraid to hit. They mm-hmm. go up and tackle. Yeah, now, that's what I like about them. You, know, you, saw, you saw that with Ringo especially right away. I mean, he, got, he, 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 would, go, he would go right in there. And Job on special teams. Uh-huh. But I would like to see them, you know, their coverage – get a little better, and I, I think they'd be fine with the three of them, but who, who knows? Well, you know what? With, their, with the situation with Slay and Bradbury, they're, they're probably going to try to move on from one of the two. So I think one of those guys gets a shot. Mike, what do you think about the Reddick situation? Should they, should they force him to come back? I don't think they should force him, but if they can get, if they can get something beneficial from him and let him find out what his value is out on the open market and then see if it's beneficial to them, if, if he can't get anything, yeah, bring him back. Yeah, and that well, well, look, if they could bring him back and everyone wins, we'd be happy with it. Mike, appreciative phone call. So the, um, the the thought process he had there with Job and with Ricks and with Ringo, Hugh, mm-hmm. we're going to find out pretty quickly when this offseason starts what they think of those guys because they have to make a couple things, right? First, they have to figure out, are Slay and Bradbury coming back? Is one of them gone or both of them gone? Yes. The second thing is, are they going to go after a corner in free agency, right? That's the second. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is the first round of the drafts because there's a lot of corners. If they pass rushers too, pass rushers too. But if they draft a corner in the first round, they're probably telling us that they don't love the Ringo group, right? Yeah. But if they don't get a corner, a top corner in free agency, and they don't draft one in the first round, your guys are going to get the first crack at it. Yeah, and I think I think that's wise. We have to do a better job of developing players, and I know that is not what we want to do because when we hear development of players, we always think we're not going to the Super Bowl. I, I think that's the the wrong way to think. Because we've seen teams, we saw a team the last two years that won the Super Bowl, developed young players on the fly, and they became integral parts of their success as the season progressed. So that's kind of where I'm at with it, man. We we have to do a better job in NFL, period, of developing young players. That's the one thing that we've got away from. You look at quarterbacks back in the day, way back in the day. Remember, they used to sit. First-round draft pick quarterback, if you got one, he sat for a couple years. It's not like that anymore. You know, we're talking about the Bryce Young down there in – in Carolina, yep. And the fact that we've now assessed that he can't play because he's not been coached up to play. He just was thrown into the fire, and now he has potentially the bus label on his name. Justin Fields, the same thing. Only thing that saved him, he's had like what three offensive coordinators in the in his first three years in the NFL. But now they're already talking about moving over him because he didn't grasp whatever it was. All three offensive coordinators were putting down, but he did show flashes at times of being a player. You have to make these young guys comfortable, and you have to coach them up, man. Well, here's an example of I think what you're what you're talking about coaching guys up. 
So we just watched the Super Bowl, right? And the Chiefs had two outstanding corners on their team. Now, McDuffie was a first-round pick. He had some pedigree. But the other guy, Legereus Sneed, for the, mm-hmm. for the Kansas City Chiefs, I would say he's a top-10 corner in the NFL right now. That's how good I think he is. Do you know where he came from, Hugh? Like, in terms of his pedigree, where, where they drafted him? He was a fourth-round pick, Legereus Sneed. And his first year in 2020, he only played in nine. He only started nine games. Mm-hmm. Oh, played in nine games, excuse me. Started six, played nine. And three years after that, he may be a top 10 corner in the whole NFL. Yeah, now, I mean, that you got to get him right, man. That could be comparable. Ringo was a fourth round pick. They were picking yeah. the similar area. Now, I don't look. Is Ringo going to end up as good as Steve? I don't know. But if you develop players, maybe. I tell you what, man. And the one thing that stuck out to me this whole playoff run, this whole entire run, I don't care which team you talked about, was the play in the run game of the corners. Like, just think about that for a minute. Every corner that I saw, I don't care what team that was in the playoffs, they played press for the most part, and they played. They came up big in run support. P- pursuit to the ball, all of that fundamental stuff that I'm talking about. Everything that I'm preaching right now is fundamental football that has to be taught from the ground level. And the guys that you have now, when I look at them, I don't see them doing that. I really don't. I mean, I like I like Slay. I think he's a hell of a player, and I think that he's also wherever he is, he's gonna he's gonna get an opportunity to play. The what we need right now to make this team better, I don't think he fits him or Bradbury. I just don't because they're you're you're asking them. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. To be run supporters. They're not going to do that. They didn't do it last year. Well, they didn't want to do it last Slay, year. Slay doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Let's be real. They didn't want to do it. So, And the linebackers, you got to get better linebacker play. So you got to go with the young guys. You have to. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. That's why I'm like, you know, we can go out of free agency and get somebody. Yeah, that's cool. Pay him a ton of money. When you got talent that you can groom and teach on your team, oh, yeah, and by the way, they're not that expensive right oh, they're now. they're cheap. They're, yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when you talk about in an era of trying to make it to the Super Bowl because our quarterback is about to kill us in the cap in a couple years. That's to me. That's the smart thing to do. Well, that's this is. A, my, I always do this with teams. They'll tell us what they think of players. Just watch their actions. Yeah. If if the Eagles and Vic Fangio and Howie, if they believe in the guys you're talking about, they're not going to spend a lot of money or a high draft pick on a corner. If they're not sure of those guys, they're going to go do that. Joe in the Northeast. What's up, Joe? Hey, Joe. Uh, you. Um, uh, we're talking about the Phillies. Um, you know, the the other caller that called in about the uh, the the lineup uh, not playing small ball. That, that that was a, a major thing uh, in them not winning the last two um, World Series. Uh, you know, not, uh, the, the getting in and uh, one with the Astros and and not making it uh, against uh, Arizona. Uh, but I also don't. But with that, you have to change the players. You know, you have to get guys that don't strike out as much and guys that can uh, hit the ball the opposite way. And they're not going to do. They got all these big. Uh, contracts and and uh, you know 
uh, you're not going to be able to move all these players. So you're kind of stuck there hoping that they don't go into those cold streaks. Well, that's for sure. And Joe, that's why, that's why I brought up Bellinger a lot. Bellinger does not strike out for a guy that has some power. He does. I just feel like they're, they need one more player, whether it's Bellinger, whether it's a starter, whether it's a closer, I think they're one guy short, Joe. Well, you know, um, I I want to talk about the, about the bullpen, but Mm -hmm. See if they if they get uh, have a problem with Rojas not hitting, uh, they still can move Harper to left. So uh, I would move him to left field, and and then you have you still have Derek Hall there, and you have uh, Winston. Um, uh, oh, Weston uh, Wilson. Weston, Weston, yeah, Wilson. Wilson. Yep. Right, you have him uh, that they could that you could do a platoon at first, and I, I also told you about this. One fellow they got in Reading, Carlos De La Cruz. Uh, he he he's a home run hitter, but he's he can play the outfield too. But they say he's below average. That his his position would be first base. So you could always do that if they got stuck. But but see, Ro- Rojas he showed a quick bat during the uh, during the regular season, and but but his his, his pitch selection that he goes. At, you know, I remember him pulling a lot of balls. Right down the third base line for hits. Yes, he got doubles. He would pull him past right. third base, yeah. and yeah, and yeah. Th- then he would hit the ball up the middle. So he shows a quick bat, but it, it's just he was swinging it so, so many pitches out of the zone, you know. So maybe he can get better. But this is what I'm saying about the bullpen, uh, Joe and you. Um, I, I think the way Hopper was, you know, pitching. I think he refers to it as pockets. Bringing your if if the one two three hitter from the other team comes up in the seventh inning, you want Alvarado in there. Right, yeah, he's got a pocket for Hoffman. He's got a pocket for Alvarado, yeah. If you've got high-level pitchers, seventh, eighth, and ninth, they should be able to get one, two, three out, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Other teams that win... They don't do it with with with, with their. Well, some with do. Their I, I think it depends on no. who you have. Look, no. it depends on no. who you. If you have a lockdown closer, it's different. We didn't have right. one of those. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, this is why I'm saying there's an expendable pitcher for the Astros, Ryan Presley. I like oh, Joe. I, Presley's been good, and he's been good in big moments. Joe, good phone call. I would take Ryan Presley. Joe's trying to prove the bullpen here. He believes in Rojas. He's on the same page as you. Hmm. Joe's in the same page as you, Rojas. Your yeah. Guy. <laughs> I'm printing those shirts up. Hughes crew. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I'm well, is you Douglas okay? <laughs> yeah, I guess. A lot. He's, listen, he's ready. I mean, well, it's spring. Tra- Joe's been sitting on these ideas all offseason. Now, no, I mean, now Joe, he's ready to go. Joe, I appreciate your phone call. When, when Philly season rolls around, Joe in the Northeast is it's his, at his peak. No, this is prime time, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, man. I, people are excited about the Philly season coming up. And I feel like everyone has a different idea of what they need. It's like we all see – it's like uh, we're looking at the same – What's it, we did this recently. What's it called? The Rorsatch test? The Rorsatch. Yes. Everybody yes. sees something different. Yeah, that's what you see with the Phillies. Some people see 120 – we had 120 win prediction, I think, earlier in the show today. 120 yes. victories. Would you take the over or the under on 120? Uh, I'd take the under all day. <laughs> I mean, I love my man, but I'd take I, the under all day. I would, was that Bam? That was that Bam was at 120, yeah. Yeah. I would take the under as well. Yeah, Vegas is setting it at eighty nine and a half. I appreciate his enthusiasm, though. That his enthusiasm is through the roof. Kai, at the over or the under on one twenty, Bam's prediction for the Phils. I'll tell you what. If we get Ryan Presley here, yep, I'm going over. Okay. Whenever you can be thirty one and a half games off of the the Fanduel line, that's that's the line you got to play. <laughs> it's going to be some serious juice on that line. Oh. Ooh. I mean, you might get plus some, uh, I don't know, 10,000. Bear is up next. What's up, Bear? Hey, what's happening, guys? How are you doing today? What's Good, up, Bear. What's up? 
Uh, I just had a couple things, Phil's and Reddick, but I do have a personal request. Kyle said it was okay to ask on the air for uh, Mr. Douglas there. I have uh, an Eagles game room and fan cave that I've put together down here, and it's taken me two years and about five grand. And the only thing I would request is if I can get an autograph 8x10 of my man, Hugh Douglas, to put up on the wall next to some other greats that I have down here. Sure, not uh, a problem. I don't know how we're going to get it to you. But uh, we'll, um, we'll, if you, if you send it here, or? yeah, if you send it, because usually when people send stuff, I usually uh, sign yeah. it and send it back. So, I mean, it's, it shouldn't be a problem. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, I just, mean, I you know. like it's been times where people send, like, I, I'm, it's funny, I've been signing a lot of Jet stuff lately. But, yeah, if you send it to the station and, and I'll sign it, if I get it, I'll sign it, no problem. Barry, do you need an 8x10 of Kyle and I or just you? Hey, you know what? We all take a picture together. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just kidding, Bear. But now, Bear, what do you think? Bear, what do you think on the fills? Well, with the fills, I mean, well, first of all, it's a weird day when I start agreeing with Howard Eskin. But um, wow, did you take yeah, your temperature I mean, this morning? We got to make sure you're yeah, feeling all right. I, I, I have been feeling a little off, I know, but but no, I, I think he's right in the sense that some of the guys that weren't that great last year are going to be better this year. But but I agree with you. I think they need to make one more move. I don't know if it's a pitcher, if it's a if it's a bat, just make one more move to show us and everybody like, hey man, you know we're we're taking a serious run at this. We're trying to improve. Um, on the win total, I'm going to go with the station number, man. I'm going to say 94 wins this year. You know, I like that. That I like that tie into WIP 94. That would be a great season. Bear, we appreciate it. Well, uh, you send that photo to you. He'll sign it. Yeah, I always send sign it back the photos, down. man. It's not. It's no big deal. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. The Phillies. Is it fair as they open up spring training to expect them to win the World Series? I don't think so. They need more for me to get there. Hugh expects it. And Hassan Reddick, should the Eagles make him play out the final year of his deal? No trade. No new contract. Just play it out. Plus, audio of Rob Thompson about my take on their World Series expectations. I can't wait to hear what Topper said after Howard went and told on me. 215-592-9494. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.